Stop waiting until the end of the day to have sex. Scientifically, it does not make sense because your energy throughout the day is decreasing. Dopamine, all of our happy hormones, all of our hormones that essentially uh, contribute to our sex drive are decreasing later in the day because your body is preparing for sleep. I'm Rachel, and you're listening to the Owning Your Sexual Self podcast. Hello, everyone. It is officially the first solo cast of 2024. (laughs) This is your host, Rachel Main. Thank you, thank you, thank you for continuing to listen to this podcast for four years. Can you guys even believe it that it has been four freaking years? Started this baby back in 2020, January. I think I recorded the very first episode on January 4th of 2020. And here we are four years later. Never, ever did I imagine that I would have things to talk about for four years. (laughs) And we took that little holiday break over the end of 2023, totally needed. Thank you for respecting that time. Got a lot of rest, a lot of time with family, a lot of reading in, definitely took up reading in 2023 and have been on uh, just like a reading bender, honestly, for 2024 so far. So, and if you don't follow me on social media, uh, we got a new addition to the family. We have, uh, he is now four, oh, actually tomorrow, he will be five months old uh, and his name is Mac. Mac Main, Mac Attack Main is his full name. He is our little puppy. He is a pit bulldog mix. He also has some Rottweiler, some Bull Mastiff, some King Corso, a lot of big breeds to him. So we are excited to see how big this guy actually gets. And it was a little rocky with him and Tater Tot in the beginning, but they are slowly but surely becoming besties. I have to capture them every time I see them cuddling or being nice to each other, even by each other, uh, because in the beginning, those moments were um, non-existent to say the least. So if you don't already follow me on social media and you like to see cute dogs, that has been a majority of my social media posts lately <laughs> on my story and whatnot. So go over, uh, check it out. The, the underscore Rachel underscore main, if, uh, if you're a dog person. So anyways, all that again, just had, a, I wanted to just, again, thank you four years for the podcast. Just holy cow, holy cow. And we are jumping this podcast offer this year, talking about a concept that I came across, uh, Vanessa and Xander Marin. Uh, Vanessa is another sex therapist and I love her social media account. She has great content out there. Follow them on YouTube, follow them on Instagram, all the things. And they were started talking about this thing called the fuck first rule. And I'm like, Hmm, all right. I already, you know, it has one of my favorite words in it, uh, which is not first in case you're wondering. And so I'm like, let me check this thing out and see what this is all about. So the fuck first rule was actually something that was coined by Dan Savage. Um, and it is essentially a, a rule that you and your partner can instill in your relationship to make sure that sex is a priority. And this, the way that Dan rolled this out, and Vanessa and Xander talk about this as well, is it was commonly described to, to basically for couples to fuck first before going out for a date night. But it doesn't have to be just for date nights. And I'll kind of get into that a little bit more. But 
let me, let me put it this way. Let's see if anybody listening can relate to this. So you are getting ready for date night. You and your person, you're going out maybe to a concert. Maybe you're going out for a dinner, maybe, um, you know, movie, something like that, but you get all ready. You've taken this time and, and you put energy into getting yourself ready. You getting yourself to be present with your partner is something that you're looking forward to. And you go, you're having your dinner, you're having your fun time. And you think, oh yeah, like what, what better nightcap than to get home and let's have some really hot sex at the end of all this. That, that will be the like the icing on the cake. That'll be us putting that bow on it. And you get home and what happens? Drive home. You might start to get a little tired, start adrenaline starts maybe coming down a little bit from the evening, whatever you experienced, whatever you were doing, you know, conversation might start to trail off a little bit because that tiredness and sleep is starting to, to set in. You get home, taking off your clothes, maybe taking off your makeup, uh, whatnot. And how many of you have been there? You're like, babe. I know we had this great night and I know we've been looking forward to the sex, but I am just so tired. I am so exhausted. Or maybe you're a man listening to this and you're like, oh, babe, I'm like, I'm so full. I can't even, I can't even move right now. Like I overate. I'm so stuffed. Right. Or maybe it was you had a little bit too much to drink. Right. We know how the alcohol can play an effect in, in our sexual performance and whatnot, or anxiety around performance, even. So, so many things can actually start to stack up against you and against your odds of having sex after the date night. So, that's where this concept of the fuck first rule comes into play. So, all that Dan and Vanessa and now myself are saying is to essentially prioritize sex before you go out for the date night. Now, this has been something that when I heard about this, I actually shared with my husband, Danny. And this is something that we've actually been implementing into our lives as well. And so, I have found the sweet spot for us is the time when we are both showered and I'm not fully ready yet. <laughs> Maybe my hair is dried and straightened and everything. That's pretty much what I do every single day, dry, straighten my hair. So maybe that is done, but maybe like my makeup is not ready. I'm definitely not dressed yet. So it's like kind of that in-between between getting dressed and and like, but yeah, like the getting dressed stage, right? So that has been for me the perfect time. So then when we're finished, I can clean up, wash up, whatever I need to do, right? I can't, my hair is already done. Maybe I just did pull another straightener through it quickly. Um, I can then do my makeup if my makeup's not already done. Generally, I wait to do the makeup. Oh, Mac has something to say. <laughs> That's this little guy barking in the background. And uh, so it's in that in-between. So I'm able to clean up and then get dressed and now we're ready for date night. And for us personally, this has worked out so much better because you get me when my energy is high. And if you've been listening to the podcast, you have heard me say this more and more and more. Stop waiting until the end of the day to have sex. Scientifically, it does not make sense because your energy throughout the day is decreasing. Dopamine, all of our happy hormones, all of our hormones that essentially uh, contribute to our sex drive are decreasing later in the day because your body is preparing for sleep. So for people that are waiting until that end of the day, and I, I hear this so often in the, in the people that I'm working with, whether it's individuals or couples, but so often this is the dynamic, is that partner is waiting until the other one gets into the bed to initiate that sex, or you're getting that poke poke or that hey you up, uh, 
you know, from your partner and you're just like, no, either you fake being asleep or you're just like, you're again, rejecting them, which that doesn't feel good. And then it starts to add this pressure onto the relationship. And maybe the person that is always initiating the sex during this time starts to stop initiating sex. And then you see over time, this disconnection starts to happen in the relationship or vice versa. Maybe the partner is giving into having sex when they don't really want to. And then that is leading you to this feeling of what I call empty sex. There's no connection. There is no of that sex flow. Nothing of that is present. It's like, here I am. Let's get this over with. Right. And who wants to really have sex with that dynamic every single time? And again, I'm speaking to that dynamic of let's get it over with already. Like, can you come already? And so again, prioritizing sex earlier, the earlier in the day that you can, the better, because your, your energy is going to be there. So this is why I love the fuck first rule. And this can apply again, if you're, whether you're going out for a date night or whether you guys have something to do, you know, this has come into play for us before we've gone to Red Wings games, uh, before today, actually, you know, we have a family event. We're meeting up with some family for an event that we have, uh, this evening. And so we'll make sure to get it in, um, you know, today before that. And I have noticed too, for myself that when we, when we instill the fuck first rule, when we're doing it before going out, the vibe is just different. Like, I don't know, the the hormone, the happy hormones are being released. Like I feel because sex for both of us, it the fuck first rule for, for us is filling that emotional intimacy and the physical intimacy as it will for many of you people listening as well. But where the emotional intimacy comes into play is like, feeling that you're a priority, feeling that you're that you're prioritizing pleasure in your partner, prioritizing Sony P's, prioritizing your partner's pleasure is a way of fulfilling that emotional intimacy bucket. So for me, when we have sex before we're going out to the things, I feel so much more connected. And oftentimes, if it maybe has been a day or two, or let's face it, a week, because I'm not over here, you know, I don't have the perfect sex life either. I, I truly, the perfect sex life does not exist, right? We all have our ups and downs. But so if it's been a while, and then we're feeling that sort of friction with one another, and that sexual frustration is starting to set in. And that is the vibe that we're then taking into our date night, or we're taking into the social event or whatever that we're doing. How does that then feel? You know, so the fuck first rule really puts that to to rest because you're having the connected experience before you're going out that way you can enjoy the night more together and this is the other thing you know because there are couples out there that like to have sex more than once in a day or that desire to have sex more than once in a day or that have the ability to have sex more than once in the day because again that's not available for everybody you know so if you're having sex earlier in the day who's to say that you know, by, by some chance, if you do get home at the end of the day and you're feeling like, okay, actually we're, we're not feeling tired. We're not overfull. We didn't drink too much, whatever the case may be. And we're actually feeling like we want to be intimate again. Great. No one's saying, no one's saying that you can't do that. Right. However, having sex before the day night is taking the pressure off of then having sex later that night. And this is in this pressure piece is another one piece. I want to speak to about this because so often 
I'm hearing from generally my female clients, but generally my female clients are the ones that are struggling or challenged by getting in the mood for sex. And so they know there is a stigma somewhere along the way in relationships. There is this idea that sex has to be attached to date nights, right? Or sex, yeah, like sex has to be attached to the date night or we're going on a date night, we're doing this thing, we're going to get lucky, right? We got the sitter, so sex is going to happen. And that's not always the case. And in fact, that thinking, that mentality can actually help to build up resistance um, and build up that pressure for that partner that is experiencing a lower sex drive because they know, right? Like this is, this is a thing people do. And as much as I can tell you to stop doing this thing, people keep score in their sex lives. Your partner probably knows the last time that you had sex. You might know the exact day, the exact time that you last had sex with your partner. This is a thing that we do. And I, again, as much as you can stop doing that, it does not feel good for anybody in the relationship. And it's not really going to lead to anything. It, it just, it just trust me on this, right? So stopping to keep the score of that. But again, if it has been a while and I have that in the back of my head and I know, gosh, okay, now we're going out for date night. He's going to expect that we have sex at the end of this. That doesn't feel good. That, that, then I'm not going to be fully present in the dinner or in doing the thing that we're going to do. And then that can actually end up leading to an argument later when we get home. And that is not, that's not what you want for yourselves. And I, I keep using we, because again, they, these are examples. These are things that I see on a day-to-day -day basis with clients. These are things that I myself have experienced as well. And I've, and have heard from friends and colleagues and other people. So this, this fuck first rule again, is just a way for you to prioritize sex earlier in the day. And even when you're not going out for a date night or you're not leaving the house, if you can get a morning, like some morning sex in or an afternoon delight, afternoon delights are my absolute favorite. That is like my prime time for intimacy, especially when we don't have anything to do afterwards. Um, and you just have time. That's wonderful, right? Um, or early, doing something like that earlier in the evening. Generally, our no TV Tuesdays, when we plan intimacy time for our no TV Tuesdays, we have nothing else on the agenda. We go up into our, our intimate space, our intimate room, and we have hours essentially to unfold to to do what we're going to do you know connecting meditating we do rituals like sex magic rituals in there sex of course like all kinds of things so prioritizing that sex earlier in the day as much as you can so that you do have the energy to be able to be present with your partner because again nobody it is not fun to have sex with somebody that is not present in what is happening. They're not in tune with you or in tune with their own body, you know, like ha essentially having like this checked out feeling during sex and a couple, couple other things I want to think about here, because I know that somebody listening to this is going to be like, okay, so I want to instill the fuck first rule, but what if I'm just not, what if I'm just not in the mood right then, right then and there, like, how can I easily get myself in the mood? So as I said, how this generally works for me is like, I'm getting, I'm taking my shower, I'm doing my hair, I'm getting, getting like half ready, right up until the point um, while he's getting himself ready. And so a tip for this, while you are getting ready, what I want you to do is to imagine having some really great sex with your partner. And this taps into your fantasy mind. This taps into like the visualization piece. But when you are imagining having sex and you are visualizing that, you're thinking about that, your brain is starting to release dopamine. And dopamine is what, that is a happy hormone, right? That is like that exciting, happy hormone. 
And so uh, a little a little piece on dopamine for you. And I learned this from uh, Vanessa Moran recently. And so they did a study with people that were attending, they're going to casinos, right? And you would think that when you're when you're in a slot machine, that the biggest hits of dopamine that your brain would, would give off would be when you were winning, right? Like who, do, who doesn't like to win money? Who doesn't like to see like that jackpot ding, ding, ding go off? Um, but actually what research shows is that dopamine was actually higher when people were pulling the lever or they were hitting the button to place that next bet. And that, so it's it's actually that buildup, that anticipation of excitement and arousal that's that buildup. This goes back many, many episodes ago, right? In the very beginning of this, when I talked about the importance of foreplay, the foreplay, the point of it is that buildup. And so that is when dopamine is gonna be the highest. So when you are trying to get yourself in the mood for sex. And if you, again, this is a quick tip for you. When you begin to bring the idea of sex to your mind, this is going to help to release that dopamine. It's going to help to release those arousal hormones for you to be able to help you get more into the mindset of eroticism, more into the mindset of intimacy. Another great piece of this is that when you are visualizing and imagining what the best sex looks like for you, this helps you to be able to explore and understand your pleasure a little bit better. It allows you to be able to see actually what it is that you enjoy and what you like. And again, you're creating this great concept of what the best sex is like for you. And this is great because then this helps you to be more vocal in the bedroom. Maybe you can share this with your partner and share with them like what you fantasized about. And that can be super hot and spicy and a turn on, right? And then now you shared this with them. Now they're even more turned on and excited to have sex with you before you're going out for this date night. So the other piece that Vanessa mentioned when she was talking about this, and I thought this was wonderful too, but this is for parents, right? And if you are, if you're somebody that is, that has kids and you're getting the babysitter and you think, gosh, we just, we don't have time, right? The babysitter is here and we're off. What you can do is actually ask the babysitter to take the kids for a walk or take them to a park or something to get them out of the house. And you can phrase this as that way they're less upset when we leave the home. And so, you know, they're not, you're not doing the goodbye where kids are like crying in the window, waving goodbye to you, right? Like, no, no, don't leave. Um, so that's one way to, to word this. And then also listen, guys, babysitters get it right. They're, they're babysitters for a reason. They know that you want to have this alone time. And so if you're cool with your babysitter, just share with them, Hey, can you keep them out here? Can you keep them occupied right here? We're going to take some time in the bedroom or we're going to be finishing up getting ready. You know, you, depending on how bold you are, you don't need to come out right away and say like, we're going to be fucking, <laughs> you know, it's up to you, but just be able to share like, Hey, we're going to be doing this, this alone time, you know, upstairs in the bedroom, whatever it is. And so just being a little bit more upfront with your babysitter. And again, this is just asking for what it is that you need. So if you need that alone time, how can you talk with the babysitter um, and, and get that help and get that assistance from them? But I loved, 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 especially in these in the warmer climate to be able to take the kids for a walk or take them for, you know, to a park or something like that. I think that that is um, just really exciting in a way to get your kids out of the house so that they're not um, just, you know, glued in front of a TV or glued to their tablet or anything like that. I'm always a proponent of getting kids out and doing things. Okay, so we covered what the fuck first rule is, why it's important. I think I talked through, yeah, prioritizing sex as earlier in the day as possible. Again, ways about doing this, how we implement it in our life, how it's made a difference for us, taking off that pressure for sex and for intimacy. So 
think this is it. We're going to wrap it here, y'all. But I hope you enjoyed this. Mac is very excited for the first roll. That's a good time to end it. All right, guys. Have a good one. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. If you loved it, be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you really fucking loved it, make sure to tag me on social media at the Rachel Main. I'll see you next week.